The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. From the heart of Broadway and historic downtown Cape Girardeau, this is Pro Wrestling Unscripted. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Wednesday, July 6, 2022, post-July 4th, another shooting, and it's time for Pro Wrestling Unscripted. Uh, I'm going to be your host tonight, Mr. 100, the man who choked out Dalton Anthony and finally shut him up, Shannon Young, temporarily, trust me. And you can, by the way, you can get all of Dalton's merchandise on Pro Wrestling Tees, look up Dalton Anthony, Uh, I'm sure we'll have some new Academy shirts coming out. Because that's the name of his stable, Dalton Anthony on Pro Wrestling Tees. With me, of course, we've got the original uh, general manager of CCW, the original host of Pro Wrestling Unscripted, and and the man that made all this possible originally with his mentorship, uh, Double H. I know your favorite part of wrestling is the shoots, so that's that's why you wanted to mention that, right? The shooting. Yes. When people are, well, when people I, are shooting on things. Well, that's what I meant. I, I, I cut a shoot <laughs> promo that's coming out very soon, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Over the 4th of July. Mm, that's good whiskey. Okay. Um, (laughs) so let's just it's going to be kind of a short show we're recording this late uh so we're just going to jump right into it normally as you all know as we say every week over there on the nerdiest part of the ring which is a great wrestling podcast with two of our good friends our sister podcast our sister podcast asa gray who you can catch last night on the finale of fallout with a whimper or bang or is a bang or a whimper i forget his banger or whimper banger or whimper um as greg the ghoul which was fantastic. Uh, Dalton, you can he's catch here plays. every so often, you know, doing doing various things. He's, he's one of them horse, horse boys, things often. that's for sure. Yeah. Well, they have Nerdiest Part of the Ring, great podcast by wrestling, and they start every show off with the power of positivity, something positive out in the world to combat all the negativity, Hunter, you know, that good vibe, right? Right, yeah, the good feeling. The good feeling. That's not what we do, though, is it? No, see, we with with the light, there must be darkness too. So we bring the bad vibes. We yes. tell you about all the the things that we hate. That they hate in wrestling. Hate, 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 hate. hate. My thing this week. <laughs> all right, first off, let me just ask you. Yeah, you got to go first, or you're going to forget it again. I, I want to make sure I'm not stealing yours. Is it is it Buff and the stuff, and he's too much? Nope. Thank God. All right, so you can go back and listen to a couple episodes ago, and I think we've talked about it a couple of times. How happy we were about the resurgence of Marcus Buff Bagwell in the wrestling world. How his his positive messages on the on the social media seem to be kind of a a, a real step forward progressively for the Buff, the stuff. He's mm-hmm. too much. You can't get enough. You can't get enough. Well, apparently that was all bullshit. Um, yeah, of course it was. There has it was too good to be true. There's been something going on with the merchandise. And the guy that apparently has been running Buff's social media put out a statement saying that he'll take responsibility for what happened with with whatever with the merchandise. Apparently people have bought it and they haven't gotten it. And he said that he'll take, you know, responsibility. He has nothing bad to say about Buff, but they have decided to part ways. He's no longer with them. And he made sure to mention in this statement, it was my opinions and views on Buff's social media. 
So then everybody started coming out going, well, that's weird. Why would he say that? And then the story started coming out of, well, just a little while ago, Trump, uh, he was like a pro-Trump. He was he was MAGA, Buff Bagwell was. We thought it was weird that he did a sudden, you know, 180. Well, that's because it wasn't Buff. Somebody was running his social media, Aww. and this was just a big campaign to get goodwill towards buff bagwell and i just and that's what i hate this week buff bagwell one of the things yep. I've, I've seen joy janela on twitter who by the way joy janela despite all the dumb things he does i think he's actually a really good talent i saw him wrestle um at ccw i forget who he wrestled now and i apologize because it was a fantastic match i think it was maybe aaron roberts i don't remember dalton's gonna give me shit about this but Joey Janela said, I knew something up was up with uh, Woke Buff Bagwell's Twitter account when he showed up to spring break in a top hat that said, let's go Brandon, and wore a t-shirt that said, I once was a fetus. <laughs> oh. oh, I thought this was going to be a light little fun bit, and then mm-hmm. that happened. No. And now it's even funnier. Yeah. Oh. So all of that good shit from Buff Bagwell being like pro LGBTQ. What an asshole. Apparently it's all bullshit, and I hate it because that was one of my favorite stories of the year. Was the the resurgence, the renaissance of Buff Bagwell as a progressive. Buff is for everyone, all that stuff, and apparently it was just fucking nonsense. And he's still a MAGA loving piece of shit. Oh wait, this isn't Gross. a political show. Let me. That's too obvious. Re- he's an M loving piece of shit. <laughs> I really wonder uh, if they had like an altercation about it, or if one day Buff was like, "Hey, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm not this cool." <laughs> what he, he what lo- happened here? <laughs> he looked at his own Twitter and saw the pro LGBTQ comments and busted in the office like, "Hey, wait a day a minute." <laughs> uh, I think the top hat is my favorite thing. I mean, obviously he's still wearing the top hat. Of course he is. It was the only thing he ever managed to get over. <laughs> but like. <laughs> The fact that he has one that says that shit on it, ah, that's that's phenomenal. That's that's great in the worst way. One of my favorite CCW Gross. things ever was when Jeff Odell, uh, and they didn't go, they didn't run with it, and I wish they had with Brandon Barbwire. They were gonna do like a Let's Go Brandon thing, and when people would chant Let's Go Brandon, or whenever we'd bring it up, they he was he would think he was everybody was talking about him. They were just cheering on Brandon Barbwire, <laughs> and they never ran with it. I'm kind of sad that they didn't. I think that would have been funny. But that's that's my hated thing this week is Buff the fucking liar Bagwell. If you want to see a <laughs> superior guy in a top hat, check out Justin Smart at CCW. He, he makes <laughs> he makes it look better. What do you got? I mine's nowhere near as bad. It's it's uh, it was something that we probably would have talked about one way or another. Um, I am not a huge fan of overly cryptic. Like promo's not the right word, but video packages oh, like oh, gonna, yep. who's coming, yep. who's gonna show up? Well, you do you know about both of them? Because there's two. I know about the one now. from Money in the Bank that everyone okay. So they thought it WWE's was WWE's doing both of them. Yeah, yeah. So so the one that you're talking about at Money in the Bank, they ran a quick uh, promo of a lot of kind of grainy black and white shots, not all black and white. There was some fire involved, um, but. I, and, and watching it the first time, I didn't watch closely enough to know what was going on. It just kind of ends at yeah. the end. Watch it a second time, and it becomes blatantly obvious that we see a gold medal. Yeah, I saw that. Represent Kurt Angle. The Latino Heat. The uh, glasses. Plate, I saw. Yeah, so that's Eddie. Uh, the glasses from the Dudleys, the taped black glasses. Um, and then the armbands from the Hardys. All famous opponents of Edge. And the more you look at it, the more you go, this is Edge's video package. It just looks like his old one where it's like him running around in the streets at night. Uh, 
Except for the Eddie Guerrero one. Everyone's like, that one's kind of throwing us off because Eddie was never yeah. one of his great rivals, you know? I mean, not a, not big, but they were part of the SmackDown 6. I mean, both of them were involved in that era. Right. Of course, Kurt Angle was too. Right. Um, but the thing the thing that bothers me the most, and, and oh, to be fair, uh, Edge was married to Vicky in, in you know, oh, that's, terms of that's uh, a good point. Story storyline line wise. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. But it's just like, Edge just went away a month ago, man. Why are right. you cryptically re-debuting? We all know Edge is hired. We all know he's there. And if he comes back as like a different Edge again, how many times are we going to re-debut Edge? I love right. Edge. I love Edge, Edge is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, like top three. It's him, The Rock, and then that third spot goes around constantly. Um, between guys like, like no, <laughs> like <laughs> Christian, CM Punk. Uh, but... But legitimately, like, why why do we need a cryptic video package for Edge? And yeah. if it's not Edge, this is my favorite thing. Uh, WWE loves to do this. Now that everyone has gone, oh, that's obviously Edge. It'll be something totally unrelated. It's a red like, oh, we yeah. swerved you. Yeah. Oh, I guess, man. I you mean, don't... when you change the question or the answer to the question in such a way that I didn't even know what the question was, what am I supposed to do with that? They did that once years ago with. It was this, I mean, everybody was like, oh, it's Sting. Sting's coming to WWE. Yeah. And it was yep. The Undertaker. It was just an Undertaker yep. ad. And everybody was just It was just, just an Undertaker thing. Yeah. And then yeah. when they did, so- when they did debut Sting, I'll never forget this. I just have to mention this quick story, 30 seconds. <laughs> I'll never forget watching Raw Live. And there's this big, and there's this big symphony orchestra of Sting's music. And I go, holy shit, that's Sting's music. And then they show Sting turn and face the camera and i'm like holy shit sting's coming to wwe and then it just said wwe in a 2K. video game, in a video game. <laughs> the crowd booed mercilessly oh, they, went hard. they were pissed yeah. his actual debut was in st louis that's what i thought you were going for uh, i'll never forget that because i almost went to that show and then we were like ah never mind and then sting showed up <laughs> um but the hate they did this twice, so that was Money in the Bank. This happened again at the Great American Bash, but this time it was something different. Uh, there was a QR code that flashed on the screen temporarily. It had nothing to do with that other video package, and apparently going to that QR code reveals the numbers 8, colon, 10, colon, 11. Now, what that means is very up in the air. Um, I saw the top-rated comment on the Squared Circle uh, subreddit like post about it was someone doing the math of it being like letters in the alphabet and then sequentially changing them over like time till it eventually became MJF. <laughs> and I was like, look, <laughs> that's as good a guess as anybody's got at this point, I guess. And then, well, um, then that guy, was, he goes up to the WWE office and he bounces, he uh, pounds on the door and he goes, Carol, Carol. <laughs> but I'm telling you, there is no Carol there's in no, Titan Towers. No MJF. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you know, 810 is obviously either either uh august 10th or if it's you know like the rest of the world does it then it is um the 10th of of or the 8th of october uh but the 11 makes no sense it's 22 obviously right so i think that was part of the math was like oh but then if you double the numbers then it does like this day was a whole it was a whole deal well i'll tell you what Um, it's not mjf it's not okay. It's not MJ. Okay, because the motherfucker's still under contract to to fucking. I thought you were gonna hit me with who you thought it was. That's no, where I thought. Well, that was going. okay. I I yeah, think it's not MJF. So I I think the WWE one's clearly Edge. I I think it is. I mean, it's just kind of obvious unless yeah. they throw us for a loop. Some the weirdest one I saw. Someone said that they legitimately said that it was Eddie Guerrero, and that Eddie. This was all one. That Eddie Guerrero apparently wanted oh, to take oh, time oh. off. So he disappeared to Mexico oh, for years. 
and this was his Come giant return. On. And I'm like, oh my god, you, where is your tinfoil <laughs> hat, sir? You need uh, it. I would sooner believe it was Chavo. I would believe it was MJF. Right. <laughs> I would sooner believe it was Sting coming back. It was Kurt um, White. But I really, ooh, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. They would probably do that again. They would. Um, but the NXT one is weird. I don't, 8, 10, 11, I don't know. Um, of course, both of Wyatt. these have, I was going to say, both of these have been saddled with it's Bray Wyatt. It's right. going to be Bray Wyatt. It's going to be <laughs> The Fiend. Um, I, I just, I, I hope know. so. I hope I so. Mean, I hope I he's want coming back. back. Yeah. But I, I hate this, like, super cryptic, who's it going to, what's going to be. And part of it is, is it screws up my suspension of disbelief. Um, so you so you went like to the people in charge and were like, hey, I'm coming back. But here's what I want to do for like two months. You're not even going to talk about me. It's got to be this. Pretend it's me. It's got to be this. Um, there are ways of doing this. Well, Jericho's was a great one, especially because the longer Jericho's went, the more we knew it was him. In fact, both times. Are you talking the about original, the original code breaker, the countdown clock and then the code breaker one, yeah. too? Yeah, the countdown like clock is is probably my favorite of all time. Because yes. everyone knew it was Jericho, but then when he came out, holy shit, it reminded me of Punk when Punk yeah. came back in AEW, except yep. Punk coming back in AEW had no buildup. There was no yeah. campaign. He just showed it up just and everybody happened. knew it. But Jericho, man, that countdown clock was yep. awesome. Um, I think people that was forget great. how great the second go around was, though, the Codebreaker, because when it finally revealed that it said, save us Y2J, first of all, what a great line, right? Because yeah. he came back as this super cocky, not that he ever, you know, ever had been anything but that, but... He came back as, as just like the, he was the savior. Everything was going to be better now because he was back. And then when they didn't latch onto it, he started doing the full business, you know, wearing the suit, cutting yeah. his hair, um, completely abandoning everything before. Probably the best Jericho. Reinvented himself. Anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Absolutely. But, yeah, I th- this feels – it already feels hokey. Both yeah. of them already feel really hokey, and I don't – I'm not into it. I would say I'm I hope the payoff's it. good, but I was watching Wrestling with Regret earlier. A big shout-out to Brian Zane, who I talked to once, by the way. And I know Dalton's a big <laughs> fan. Dalton's met him, of course. Dalton's met everybody. Um, yes. But they were talking about stables that, like, didn't work, that didn't last. They were talking about Retribution and how yeah. Retribution – you talk about nonsensical bullshit. How Retribution's oh whole gimmick was that they were going to destroy WWE. They were pissed off. They were anarchists. They were Vince's idea of Antifa. That's great. Right. Yeah. And then how did the story end? They signed contracts. They signed contracts. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. They signed contracts so that they could, like, do more. They could cause more damage. They'd have more access. Not to mention, then they got drafted. That means that yeah. the show picked them. Yes. Somebody and was like, oh, those guys that set the air conditioner on fire, let's have them. We want them. And then we want point, them on the show. Poor uh, Mustafa Ali got pulled into it, and oh my god, it oh. was just a wreck. It's bad. The it's, best, it's the bad. best thing that has come out of that, and I, I, I say this with zero irony, uh, other than the fact that Mia Yim finally got out of her contract and got to go back to Impact, <laughs> um, is that the uh what's his name dio madden uh who was the commentator he became mace mace right? yeah he was mace for a while i don't know if you saw what he's doing now oh isn't he one of the um, male models under max he's one of the maximum yeah. male models and it's not mace maximum. it's now pronounced masay Masa- oh shit yes not to mention his partner is mansoor right who they've been trying to figure out something to do with for the longest time yes. no 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 that man's name is now mansoir Oh my god, fucking... Massey and Mansois. And That's... I'm not gonna lie to you, the crowd love shit that. all over that segment. It was last Friday on SmackDown, the audience shit all over that. 
and uh, oh, what's his name? L.A. Knight. He's going by something else. Now. Max Dupree. Uh, Max Dupree. There you go. Um, they they dumped on the whole thing. I think it's I think it's I great. Think it's great and too. Honestly, I at love the very that. least, I think it can be great, yeah. especially if they're treated as like not just goons. If they're treated as as you know good talent who are actually capable of wrestling and being like the it's it's Eminem it's the old Mercury and, and Nitro you know deal no, but it, like isn't they're just, leaning full on to the models is this just Brizongo I mean this is Tyler kind of yeah this yeah. is uh this is uh uh Tyler Breeze Tyler Breeze Fandango. I mean at least Tyler Breeze this is straight up Tyler Breeze absolutely right but I love Mustang but they were always kind of their Swan. own Jesus Christ <laughs> They were always kind of their own thing. This is taking two talents who needed some direction, who fit well into that gimmick. Like right. they're the, you know, super handsome guys who like don't want to like get in and, and mess up the face or anything. I think that's great. I that's love a it. great little bit of heel. I work. fucking love the it. The audience yeah. is going to hate them, but I'm, I'm hoping that it becomes that, you know, legitimate heat and not well, X-Pac heat. This also, needs to be like, we really hate these guys. It turns out the audience is fucking stupid anyway. So. True. Yeah. That's not, that's not out of the, out uh, of the question. <laughs> All right. Speaking of stupid audiences, let's just jump into some of the stories of the week. Like I said, it's probably going to be a shorter episode. We say as we go three hours. Um, (laughs) This is the most angering story for me this week. Uh, We're going to talk about good stuff a little bit later, but we'll get the negative stuff out of the way. The fact that Shotzi Blackheart shut down her Twitter because of the people that were like calling for her to be hurt, that were calling for her. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's such a stupid overreaction. So first of all, the women's money in the bank match was pretty good, all things considered. It wasn't something that I've like thought a lot about since then, but it was not a bad match. It was a good opener. It had a great ending. And certainly no part of me thinks that, that Shotzi was even the worst part of it, much less does she deserve that kind of criticism. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I, re- I have no idea where that like level of hatred came for this one match. I, I only remember one part where she was going to run up the ladder and she slipped and fell. Um, but who yeah. gives a shit? You're running up a ladder. Also, that happens. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, this was not, you didn't know how to do a move correctly. Right. This sh- shit happens when you're messing around with ladders, man. She's and, uh, not the first and won't be the last. I love these fucking internet wrestlers that... You know, sit there and mm. and judge this and say, oh, I can't believe she did that. What a fuck up. Get your fat ass up on a ladder and run up there and see how fucking far you go. Shotzi Blackheart is or, a great wrestler. Or, like, don't. I, who gives a shit? Like, I don't care if you can or can't do it. Obviously, you know, things happen. It's not even that she made a mistake. That was literally just something that happened. Right. But, but prevented you, that. But you attack that and use that to, like, personally assault her Ugh, verbally on Twitter. Gross. And she responded to it. One thing. So, and I'm being completely legitimate here, completely legitimate here. If you are getting into the wrestling business or in the entertainment business, a hundred can tell you this too. Um, yes. Because I have, I dealt with this early on when I started in CCW, before I even started wrestling, don't read the comments. Do nope. not, do not engage with the fans, like the negative nope. people, because it will get you nowhere. It will just drive you crazy. I do not, yep. for the most part, I, any, any criticism that comes my way, I don't even look when I post stuff. Whenever they post my matches and stuff like that, I don't look at the fan, the people responding on yeah, there because no. the internet gives people this sense of power because of their anonymity, and they will just trash you or say whatever they want because they don't have to see you in person. Because if they see you in person, if I'm, they ain't saying that shit to your face. If I'm looking for criticism, I will solicit it. 
I will go in asking for it. And that right. goes for my previous career, my current career. If I want somebody and and there are times that I want people to, to people who not just people that I trust, but also people who I think have a reputation uh, that that allows them to be a legitimate source of criticism for what I do. Right. If I want that criticism, I will solicit it. Otherwise, yes. shut the fuck up. Yeah. I do not care what you hey, you can yell it all day long, but I'm not going to pay attention to you. Because especially because most of these criticisms are not fair or just or constructive no. in any way. No. They're just they're internet nerds who want to yell their opinion, and sure. bec- because social media has given them a platform to directly, you know, talk to these people, they mm-hmm. use it to be shitty. Because again, there's no consequences. So yep. I feel so bad for Shotzi that she has to go through this. Uh, she did say that she she responded to somebody somewhere who'd asked about it and basically said, "I'm fine. I just didn't want to put up with them." And, which is and, good. and that's. Which is good. I mean, that's the best way to look at it. Like, hey, I just got sick of the noise. I decided no. to shut it down. Um, Twitter is a cesspool. Anyway, yes. I don't recommend social media as a whole <laughs> is a cesspool. I mean, that my one, God, that one feels like the worst. But yes, in general, it's not a great idea. I, I mean, you know, not to get too dark, but, uh, you know, social media is what led to Hana Kimura killing herself. Yes. You know, th- this early 20 a year old wrestler who was getting a lot of the same wrestler. kind of criticism. Right. And yeah. she ended up taking her own life. And people don't think that it has an effect. But my God, you know, fucking social media has an effect. Because there are some people, I know I said don't pay attention to it, but there are some people that can't help it. They they love social media. They, yeah. I mean, it, it is their outlet. They love to connect with the fans. And when the sure. fans are being not just shitty, not just saying, hey, you made a mistake and, and, you know, good luck next time. But I mean, like, actually talking about how awful people are or kill yourself or shit like that. I've got a Rhea Ripley yeah. post. She posted on Twitter today and it said, Hi, Demi here. You know, the real-life human inside of Rhea Ripley. Just wanted to point out that wrestlers and any form of entertainer is a real-life human off-screen. Don't wish harm on anyone. Don't wish for anyone to be buried. Don't wish to anyone for to be fired. Fucking disgrace. Because And she posted a picture of someone that said, Rhea Ripley should be abused. Are you fucking kidding me? What is that even mean? What? Fucking ridiculous. Just because you have the power to interact with your idols and your heroes doesn't give you a right to be shitty to them. It's absolutely no. fucking ridiculous. No, this is, uh, I hate to fall back on a comic book quote here, but I think it's gone far beyond that. With that great level of power comes, as we all know, great responsibility. You can't wield this this insane level of uh, communication mm-hmm. ability that we have in, in this modern right. day and age without some responsibility and without expecting consequences. Sooner or later, yes. it's going to be a problem. Yeah, because um, th- not everyone is sane or, or tactful. I right. have spoken... Before I, you know, any level of celebrity before, I, I've talked to Mitch Pileggi, I've talked to Melissa Villasenor, I've talked to sure. Vuko, who is a director for uh, Wood Rocket, which is a porn production. She's awesome. I've talked to all these people. I know it's weird. I talk to weird people. But they've all been so cool. And, and we've talked casually. And, like, I've been respectful because you treat people with fucking respect. But there are other people right. who will just use that platform to trash and assault because they can open their mouth and there's some other fucking asshole out there who's going to give them a like or an upvote or whatever and it's mm-hmm. it's disgusting and ridiculous. Those people, if you saw them in person and confronted them, would bitch out so fucking quickly because they are nothing Absolutely. but parasites. It's disgusting. Yeah. Sorry. Now yeah, I'm, I'm sobering I, up now and I'm angry about <laughs> it. Um, no, I mean, I'm with you. Again, this is 100% one of those things where I, I, I wish that celebrities or however you want to put it, people of repute 
uh, didn't feel the need, not even the need, the pressure, didn't feel the pressure to be on these things because you yeah. cannot be someone of a certain level of, of fame or infamy for that matter and not be out there for people to hear from you nowadays. You just can't do it. It's yeah. almost impossible if you need any level of self-promotion. Right. Um, and, and, and I'm glad that a lot of them are learning how to cope with it. Some of them are just straight up not doing it. And that works well too. Um, a lot of them are just doing that. You know, a lot of platforms are now starting to offer that. Like uh, the poster has turned off the comments for this. That yeah. should have been a thing from the get go. Right. You should not have to require people to be able to respond to you in any way, shape or form. Absolutely. And again, my advice to all of the up and comers out there, don't read your comments. Just don't. Nope. If you have, a, especially in the wrestling world, because this is a, re- a wrestling show. If you have a match and you want to post it, Post it. Don't read what people say about it because they're not going to offer you any criticism that is valuable. They're only going to, you know, the people that say, hey, good job, that's great. But you'll get that from people anyway, people you know and love. Uh, You do not need to win the Internet's approval. Just be you and don't give a fuck what they have to say because it's never it's almost never good. So, and that's not to say I don't love our fans. Like, I obviously love the PZ85 fans and we've had people criticize us before, too. Um, Thankfully, we're not on a level of celebrity as people like Shotzi Blackheart. But, you know, if it got to that point, I would just stop reading the comments. I do. I will do what I do regardless. At least that is an an option for this for just a I know we're moving on from this. But when I when I started in radio, the first time that I did my version of the morning show that I did for (laughs) six, eight years, you had fucking the very first. The very yeah, I'd call ins, and of course I don't know who it is or what's happening, and I right. gotta answer them because they might be. Of course, at that time it did. In the last couple of years, I kind of stopped doing that. But <laughs> uh, you know, I, it might be a request or something, so I pick it up. And the first phone call I got was a guy saying, "Isn't this the name of the show? Shut up and rock." And I'm like, "Well, it used to be." And he's like, "Well, it should be again. You should <laughs> shut up, and the music should rock." And I was like, "Great." All right, I'm going to go cry in the bathroom. Thanks, for, thanks for the info, <laughs> cool rocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's useless stuff. You would it's, be amazed. It's just like be amazed uh, how you know the people on the other side of that are real people again like yeah. Shotzi blackheart is a yeah. person rhea ripley is a person they're not just it, characters from a fucking video am- game it more amazes me that there are real people who do that there's a real person out there leveling that kind of criticism at yeah. someone and and with no sense of ironies no, no. sense of guilt like it, this is really how i feel and i'm really just gonna get out there and be a piece of shit in the world yeah because like, there's that, no consequences I can say whatever I want. And then the Trump era, again, not to get political, but in the Trump era of say whatever you want. It got worse. You know, he tells it like it is. He he doesn't have a filter. straight shooter. Neither does a fucking five-year-old. But I'm not going to elect a fucking (laughs) five-year-old president, and I'm not going to listen to a fucking five-year-old's criticism. If a six-year-old child told me after a match (laughs) that I sucked, I'm going to tell that child to fuck himself. Because I don't don't respect you, kid. You don't have a job. The kid keeps getting older. <laughs> well, <laughs> also, all I can think of now is the one that yelled at the Ukrainian kid. You suck. No, that's all right. That's funny. Objectively. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's move on. Let's let you know what? Let's let's take that negativity and turn it into something positive real quick. We need some positivity. Right. We got to channel our inner Asa and Dalton. Yes. Um, Liv Morgan won the championship at Money in the Bank, and I could not be yes, happier. She what she a- won Money in the Bank first. Yes. And it that was, was the best part. What a fantastic story. Liv Morgan is legitimately, I mean, I don't know her personally, obviously, but just seeing the things that she posts, the hard work that she's put in, how everyone loves her. And literally, I mean, this, if you believe the stories, even Ronda Rousey was the one that said she should have the title, not me. And right. she's the one that wanted to give it away to her. Um, yep. 
I just couldn't be happier for Liv Morgan. And we'll recap Money, the, Money in the Bank here in just one second. But I just wanted to yeah. say, I love Liv Morgan. I thought she was amazing. I loved her since the before the Riot Squad. And I'm so happy yeah. for her. My one and only criticism of this has even nothing to do with her. And it almost made my, my thing that I hate in wrestling in that I wish... I wish there was some more long-term booking for the Money in the Bank cases nowadays. It seems like every event, at least one of them, gets cashed in at that event. And I get it. That's part of the the surprise. Like, oh, it could happen 20 minutes later. It could happen 200 days from now. Um, But some of that almost always feels like, hey, you're taking a piece off the board that now won't get put back into play for another year. Um, But again, that has nothing to do with the situation itself or with her by any stretch. Um, I was legitimately excited when she won, and I remember it was only uh, in the aftermath. It was only after the bell had rang between Natalia and and Ronda to end their match that I saw Ronda limp, and it was the first time I went, "Oh, wait a minute, right? Oh, they might actually go for this." And Sarah was like, "No, they're not. They're not going to do that with Ronda Rousey." Sure enough, seconds later, there hits the music, and uh, I don't know if you've seen. I think one of my favorite things coming out of this was. Um, her reaction, of course, to every bit of it was was awesome because she's so happy um, to just be on top and be given a chance to run with the ball. One of my favorite reactions was uh, they had a camera set up at ringside at the announcers' tables. I don't know. If I you've just seen saw this. this. And I, I just saw. It. I was going to say I don't know how much they legitimately knew or how much they were playing it up, but when McAfee and Michael Cole realize what's happening and both of them just leap out of their chairs and just start like McAfee is like bouncing up and down, he's losing <laughs> it. Um, I thought that was pretty great. I yes. still think he's a garbage commentator, but I thought but you can't I deny that the positive vibes that he brings. To oh yeah, it. Like, yeah. In that moment, especially, it yeah. was phenomenal. I loved it. It was really great. And you were the one that told me about it that night uh, because I worked and I didn't get to watch it live. And you said, you know, I don't know how much you want to know. And I was like, oh, go ahead and tell me. And you you first told me that, you know, she won Money in the Bank. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I'm glad. And then you said, and also she cashed in and won. And I was like, (laughs) I immediately pulled my phone out and looking it up. Yeah, I was so thrilled. I fucking love Liv Morgan. I think she's great. And I think she's such a positive vibe. So um, I couldn't be happier. And kudos to Ronda Rousey. For the way it went down. I know some people criticize it. Like, oh, she lost the title. She just handed over and hugged her. That makes no sense. Fuck you. Let us have a good moment for once in a while. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge, I'm not a, even, even a small fan of Ronda's work in WWE. Uh, but at the very least, if they're going to keep her as a as a face, I mean, that's a face move right there, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, she got caught off guard. She got beat. She knew it was a possibility. And when it happened, what else are you going to do? I mean, again, if, if Liv is going to be played up as not just mm-hmm. a real-life person that people like, but also somebody like in the game that people like in, yeah. the, in the, the confines of stories, then that's how that would go, yes, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's not like Ronda was was happy about losing the title. She was just happy for Liv. She held up her arm, and then she rolled out. And she hugged her, and, and, and it was and, great. Yeah, yeah. what are you going to do? I mean, You're a baby uh, face. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, that I'm not looking forward to. I swear to God, if Charlotte shows up on SmackDown this Friday, oh, oh God. I, I just saw a quote from Liv Morgan on uh, a, a show. I don't remember what it was, but they asked her, what's the difference between you and like Ronda and Charlotte? She said, people want to see me as champion. And I was like, fucking right. <laughs> fucking yeah, right. I, I had seen a breakdown of who all has been the SmackDown. So like, you know, the one that she wants specifically, the SmackDown Women's Championship uh, or uh, champion, who all has been the champion since that belt was uh, uh debuted this is the first time since and i cannot remember who was involved in the match since 2017 that that title has changed hands between uh, it, uh two people and neither of them have been one of the four horsewomen that nobody involved in that ch- title exchange was charlotte <clears throat> sasha becky 
or um, Bailey. I'm honestly that's and, crazy. Yeah, and right now, Liv is your champion, and Bianca Belair is your champion. No horsewomen yes. in sight. Nope. Um, I love the work that Becky I mean, Lynch Becky is doing. Yeah, against her, right? Yeah, but Charlotte. I honestly, I don't even hate Charlotte as a. I respect her as a performer. She's great, but I'm sure. tired of her. I've just been Done. tired of her. So done. I'm even to that point with Sasha with the drama yep. and everything. I'm over it. Bailey, I yep. still want to see. I think Bailey is fun and still has a positive image. But yeah, yeah. And she should be coming back soon. I think. Yes, hopefully so. But congratulations to Liv Morgan. That is fantastic. Yep. And and honestly, since we're I'm talking gonna, about Money in the Bank, I thought Money in the Bank as a whole was good. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak this one in really quick because there's not a lot to say about it. Cora Jade and Roxana Perez also won the NXT uh, Women's Tag Team Champions against Toxic Attraction. Uh, at uh, I guess I think they're calling it the Great American, Great American Bash. Bash. Is what yeah. They showed. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really cool. I think that was the only like big exchange that happened I, there. Um, there I, was a photo shoot they showed of them with the belts afterward, and Shawn Michaels like sneaked in and started doing his. Oh, I gotta find that. Started doing it too. I gotta which find I that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I really like Cora Jade. I will always love Cora yeah. Jade for the fucking clap back she had on Darby Allen that burned his <laughs> ass so hard. Um, yeah. She's a lot of fun, and I, I don't yes. know the I don't know uh, the other one very well, but I, I am I am a little. She's fairly s- new. She came from Impact, I think. I want to say she worked at Impact before that. Um, that 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 Darby Allen thing. That's all that I think of now me. is I remember. Well, I remember shortly after all that, you know, everybody came for her about the oh, you you don't even really skate. You're not even really a skateboarder. Like you're pushing off with the wrong foot, and real skateboarders were showing up going. You never heard a goofy foot like that's how they do. That's a whole thing. It's a whole stance you can do, and that, you can come in and act like that's not a thing you can do. Like, there's that fucking fuck internet, that internet community again trying to come Every, in. And everyone, talk shit. everyone's a critic, and everyone is also a fucking expert. Yes, apparently yes. at any given point in time, including uh, us. That's, that's here's ridiculous. the here's the difference with us. We work in the wrestling <laughs> business, and we're fucking, to some degree, and we're fucking <laughs> yeah. respectful. So fuck we off. did or we do. Yeah, I was going right. to say, I, in no way am I ever in here uh, saying I'm the only one who knows the right way. I just have some, some criticisms. I'm also not levying them at people who will ever right. hear them. Well, I'm not calling people going, hey, listen. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and again, we're respectful, except for when it's right. not. it doesn't call for respect. Like if you wear a let's go Brandon fucking top hat. Anyway. Or uh, if you call yourself Mr. MAGA. Or that you... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's also a problem, you know. Oh, uh, <laughs> I I really like Toxic Attraction. I think them sure. plus Mandy Rose is one of the best things going in wrestling. It's yeah, it, you know, it's not to be uh, a masochist, but or not a masochist. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I'm a little tipsy. Um, they they were they, you they, inflict pain on yourself? No, not that's a masochist. Misogynist. Misogynist. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, that's a very different thing. <laughs> yes, the whiskey. Anyway, <laughs> they they were great. They're great wrestlers. Uh, Gigi sure. Dolan and I don't remember the other one's name. It's JC Jane. JC Jane. Thank you. I always want to say Janie yeah. Jace, and I always get it wrong. <laughs> um, they're they're great. I mean, they're they're very attractive. They're great in the ring. They have a great presence, a great personality. They are like seriously, like I mean, world class talent. These are the kind of people you desperately want to sign. And you mix them with Mandy Rose, who is all that too. It's it's just a great stable. So I'm a little sure. sad that they lost the title because they had such a stranglehold on it. But at the same time, I'm excited to see what Core Jade and and company do yeah. with those titles. Well, and that's that's uh, you know we ran into this problem back in the day with with Evolution and to a certain degree for a little while there with Undisputed Era too. You can't. I love the visual of a group all being decked in gold, like yes. them all having. I, I mean, the Bloodline right now, doing right that. now, yeah. 
it cannot last forever though. Right. The longer it lasts, the more you're going to go. Okay, but we gotta we, we gotta, gotta move it along. Move it along here, buddy. Yeah, we gotta yeah. do something else. Even if this is just a temporary thing, it is nice to see them, you know, get a little uh, a little comeuppance, and now they have to go back on the attack. Um, this this was a problem with Austin for the longest time, if you remember. I mean, Stone Cold is one of the most one of, if not the most successful pro wrestlers of all time, but he was always more interesting chasing the title than he was holding. Right. It. Right. When he held it, having to defend it was never really quite as as good, it seemed like, as when yeah. he went after it. The chase so. is what everyone always goes for. I mean, the chase right. is what makes it worthwhile. Sure. Um, so I'm excited to see what they go with it. I, I, I like this. Yeah. And I'm waiting for Mandy, Mandy Rose to be you know, de- dethroned as women's champion. I, I, yeah. I, I thought whenever they did the Otis angle, because I loved her during the Otis angle, it was such a legitimately yeah. sweet angle. And then they, yeah. they cut the legs out from it immediately after WrestleMania. I was bummed about it. They made Otis a bad guy, which works to, I mean, that depends on your level of the definition of works. It has worked really well, but knowing what could have been is what's holding it back, I think. If if you had just brought Otis in with with Chad Gable and done the Alpha Academy and all of that stuff, I would be, I I think you'd get the same level that you had with him, you know, before that of, oh my God, this guy's really talented. Split him away, do something different with him. Um, So it's weird that he's had two versions of that and even though the second one is really good, you're kind of going, yeah, but that first one was fine too. Wasn't it? What happened yeah, there? there was like, nothing why wrong with why the first did he one. not get to do anything with it? And his team up with Mandy Rose, the, that whole storyline of the guy, you don't yeah. expect them to be together, but they were so good together. Right. And then they moved yep. Mandy away and they turned her heel. And I'm like, Oh, they've ruined Mandy Rose. She had so much momentum and they've ruined yeah. it. No, I was wrong. They turned it around. She is yeah. one of the best heels going right now. She's got a great look. She's fantastic in the ring. Mandy Rose is is a is a player. So yeah, fuck yeah. me. All right. Uh, <laughs> Money in the Bank was great. I really liked it. Yeah. A lot of great matches. Some of those matches fantastic. Yep. That fucking Street Profits and Uso's match. Chef's it was Kiss. A great tag team was match. Fantastic. My my only uh, like before my only real criticism was I think it went on a little too long. I think the near falls were a little bit much. It was kind of old school NXT of like okay, what can they possibly do now? Right. But it didn't fully get to point of overstaying its welcome it was close and that brought it down a little bit for me but not nearly enough to to like rag on it in any kind of way it was a great match otherwise um and and it was a lot of fun to watch um i i, I feel like it's getting lost in the shuffle too because you had you know all the stuff ongoing with Liv morgan and then we haven't even touched on austin theory losing the u.s yeah, title coming back in the sure main did. event yeah, I, look, the internet is is livid. They're mad. Nobody likes this guy at all. Which and I'll say, I don't get it. I'm not putting it on him. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't get that. I think he's perfectly hateable. I think he's doing a really good he's job of just heel. being an annoying right. heel, and he sucks. Right. Yeah, um, but it's he's not like douche. he sucks in the ring. He's not a bad wrestler. He's a great it's not wrestler. like he's a bad promo. He's a great promo. Um, he has a he has a dumb gimmick, but I don't think it was his idea. It certainly doesn't seem like it. The whole selfie thing. He's basically uh, he's trending Trent Daniels. He's <laughs> we have a guy in CCW named Trent Daniels. It's the same gimmick. He stole it from Trent, obviously. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I I will say the the thing I hated the most about this was the whole inserting him into the Money in the Bank match at the last minute. Yes. Number one, I said it then and I'll say it now. Um, that was never meant to be Adam Pierce. It was supposed to be Vince McMahon. Yeah, it's but, the only thing that makes sense. But, Vince McMahon was the one who propped him up going into WrestleMania. He's the one who had him in there with him against Austin and all of that. 
Um, I, I'm fully convinced it was supposed to be Vince who came out and said, oh, you know, we're in Vegas. Let's up the ante and add one more and all that. But yeah, of course, Vince can't do that right now. Because it didn't make uh, sense with, the, with well, Adam Pierce. Or he, maybe he, he could, considering he's been on TV three times since then. Right. I don't know. That was dumb to me. That so was Adam Pierce randomly pulls a heel move, which doesn't make any sense. He's been kind of a face you know, counter to Sonya Deville when she was uh, general manager, whatever. I don't know. I don't understand WWE's whole thing right now with who's in charge and who makes matches. None of it makes any sense. Nope. Um, but the other problem, too, was the moment they announced that he announced Theory was in the match, I went, well, I, that's who wins. Yep. You don't do that and then not have the guy win. It makes no sense. Yep. Um, took the, and, took and the mystery away. And it was even away. worse. Well, it was even worse because had it been Vince who had announced him, then I would have thought, okay, maybe he doesn't win because that would be, you know, they did that for a while in the early parts of the the Vince theory thing of him when he screwed up. Vince He'd would give him a hard time about yeah. it. Yeah. But because it was Adam Pierce who has nothing to do with theory. And I, I, to this day, I still don't even understand what the, the logic was behind. I'm going to put him in this match. They, they never addressed it again. They, they could have very easily, since Vince has been on the fucking show multiple times, like you just said. Just send him out there if or just do it do it or just have adam pierce say you know like uh i talked to vince earlier and he said put austin yeah. theory in the match yeah it's yeah, very this is, easy this to is solve. not coming from me it's coming from on high or whatever right. or just don't do any of that at all it would have been far more impactful to i mean there's so many other ways you can do this number one don't have him lose the u.s title i love lashley as a u.s champion but that could have happened later have him put Theory in with the title, and then you go, well, he's not going to win money in the bank, too. He's not going to have both of those things. And then he does. Then it's a surprise. Or all those qualifying matches. Just give him one of those guys' spots. Yeah. And then you give know, him, have it be – or give him an additional one. Put him in an advance. Like, give, him, give him almost right. a spot. Or Sheamus. Like, yeah. I, I get why they put uh, almost in man. there because you want to have the big monster. And, oh, my God, who's going to beat almost? It's like the old joke right. with Asa. And the, and the Royal Rumble. Happens. It's like, who's going to beat the big show? He's so big, you can't throw him out. But of yeah, course, almost everyone. Almost isn't going to win the fucking Sheamus. She- here's the real shame of that, no pun intended. Sheamus was in the match so that uh, Pete Dunne could do a run in. That was it. I don't well, know if you saw that. I did. One of my favorite spots of that match, legitimately. <laughs> and I love Sheamus and Drew McIntyre when they get together. It's. I think yeah. it was Theory. They had Theory on the outside. They start doing the clubbing to the chest. And then Drew's yeah. like, no, no, no. Let me show you how to do it. And he does it. Yeah. And then Sheamus does it. To the point that they beat that <laughs> dude's ass so much that I saw Theory. times. Theory starts covering his chest, like literally going, yeah. no more. <laughs> Please, Please <stop>. no more. <laughs> that's the thing i love i love theory playing kind of a miz like chicken shit heel uh role of you know sneaking in and getting the win at the last second and all that but again the the execution of getting him into the match was just it took all the drama out very there was only a small part of me that thought okay maybe somebody else wins over this guy right but at that point, he had lost the U.S. title. He got put in the match at the last second. Yeah, it's it's you know, Edge stealing Kofi's spot in the Elimination Chamber. You know, it's it reminds me Hogan of Hogan coming out at the end of WrestleMania. Was it ten? It, it reminds me of uh, with the, with the Togas. Yeah. It reminds me of Lesnar losing the title and then winning the Royal Rumble in the same night. Once you saw yep. Lesnar come out yep. for the Rumble, you knew he was going to win. That was it. Takes the it. drama away. You knew what's going to happen. But yeah. otherwise, I don't get the hate for Austin Theory. I think he's a great talent. Fuck everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't get that. I, I think, I just don't know what you do with it. Because, like, I've seen all the memes posted of, you know, it's like the Usos laughing. And it says their point of view whenever Austin Theory catches in the Roman Reigns. And it's not wrong. 
Austin Theory yeah. is not going to dethrone Roman fucking Reigns. That's well, never okay. going to happen. So, so here's here's my here's my theory. Oh, uh, <laughs> which is totally wrong. It should be a hypothesis. Anyway, um, <laughs> they have really been pumping up Theory as the youngest blank. Like he's youngest everything for a while now. Um, Randy Orton was that for a long time, but then there were a few people who kind of slipped in there and, and muddied the waters on who was and wasn't. And so I really think that they want him to be able to carry that title for a lot of stuff. He's currently the youngest United States champion and the youngest winner of Money in the Bank, right? He could very easily be youngest WWE champion. And you're right, he's not going to beat Roman, not one-on-one, not straight up. But you've got a SummerSlam match coming up with Roman and Brock. Yeah. The only two people in that company who could beat the hell out of each other. And at that point, at the end of that match, it doesn't matter who wins. Um, theoretically, you want him to cash Theory. in on Brock because you want him because <laughs> you want him to be uh, you want him to remain a heel. And he's not going to be a heel if he cashes in on Roman. Um, but I think you could swing it that way, too, to be fair. Roman's got this record setting run. And then after a great match with Brock Lesnar, Theory just comes in and pins him and wins the title. That's yeah. that's pretty gross. Like yeah. people are going to hate him for that too. Yeah, because Roman so, has a set. I mean, he's got a respect from the fans at this point, which is great. By the right. way, after so many years, that sure. Roman he gets cheered. It's it's that it's a mixed crowd with Roman Reigns now, right. whereas it used to be just all booze. Um, I think this also <laughs> this also could set up Cody Rhodes if Austin Theory wins the championship. Sure, because Cody Rhodes versus Austin Theory sounds on paper like it's going to swing in his favor much more than Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns because you feel right. like with Roman Reigns they're definitely setting up for the match with The Rock. So if they swerve us, yeah. I mean this could be a good swerve. Yeah. I uh I also don't hate the idea of if they're going to split those titles again and I know that they're like I, it, I say I know. It feels like since they decided to have split world titles, they do not want to get rid of the WWE title. They don't want to lose that lineage. They had that in the World Heavyweight Championship for the longest time. They have that in the Universal one. Um, but at this point, it's time for a Raw men's title and a SmackDown men's title. Like that's what we've got for for you know the other two anyway. Right. Have him. I don't know. Have him beat Reigns. And then just have Reigns say, "All right, all right, fine. Look, there's nothing I can do about it. I was knocked out cold." You know, I just gone through a grueling match. You beat me. I'll give you one of them, but you can't have both. Right. You didn't beat me for both. You beat me for one of them because the unified title is still two belts and just right. have him hand over one of them. And then I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's not the way to do it, but it just, yeah, there, there's, there's too many possibilities right now, but I do think that the whole theory being the youngest, everything is going to be a thing. If he doesn't win the Royal Rumble this year, I bet he wins it next year right. um, or this, this coming year anyway. And then there's your youngest Royal Rumble winner. Um, I, I wish they would bring back King of the ring and make it a pay-per-view. You got space for it now. Anyway, make him the youngest King of the ring ever. That'd just, be a whole thing. Just too. give him everything. I think it's funny. Just this, give it all to him. This is the guy they strapped the rocket to, you know, I think that's funny yeah. because, the yeah. the ratio of gum to teeth is off, and I don't <laughs> like it. He looks like a Junji Ito. Like, oh my <laughs> god, that picture of him smiling will always Where be. He's just, yeah, it will be burned oh, into my fucking man. memory forever. I can't take it. Let's uh, let's Ugh. let's finish this off. One more story. Unless yes. you had something else, I want to jump to to Paige. Um, unless I'm you got something else, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one sentence. Uh, they finally put Champa back on Raw, um, but he's the Miz's lackey basically, and that's kind of gross, and I don't like it. The I'm Miz, the Miz is great. Champa should not be his lackey. Um, no, it's very weird. I honestly, I don't know what you do with Champa. Um, he comes out of NXT as this world-beating, you know, just just crazy, insane person 
Um, and then randomly he gets inserted into what feels like an even more random feud between the Miz and AJ Styles. I don't know. I, I'm down to watch him wrestle both of those guys, but well, I Champa Champa just doesn't feel like he fits anywhere. But right Hunter, now. can you how how much anticipation do you have for Champa and Miz? versus AJ Styles and Logan Paul where oh, Logan Paul uh, pins Tommaso Ciampa. See, that's the thing. This is the thing with this Logan Paul thing. Was he good at WrestleMania? Yes. I'm not going to act like he wasn't. Of he's, course. he's clearly talented. Right. Um, it doesn't mean I want to see him. It doesn't mean I want to watch him. You're never going to convince me to cheer for this guy. Even if even if right. he has, you know, I'm I'm all for like like let bygones be bygones. But dude, come on, the dude is a he natural... made a name for himself as a, as just an asshole. Yeah, he's a natural I mean, heel. Why you yes. don't embrace that baffles yes. me. But whatever, the people are yeah. not going to support him anyway. No. Last thing, we're gonna get out of here because we got yep. dragons to slay and crowds to shoot. Uh, That's right. Wait, wait, was that offensive? Is crowds no, an offensive good. term? Okay. No. Whew. Okay. <laughs> whiskey once again so lastly <laughs> lastly i do want to mention actually before we do one quick thing i want to throw in i just saw so wardlow gave an interview by the way wardlow won the tnt championship tonight against scorpio yes. sky yes, he so did. cool i guess um yeah he he did an interview with the wrestling classics casual conversations and he said about this about working with mgf he said we were together for three years he was the first three years of my career he was a big part of my career so if anybody's allowed to touch on the subject it probably is me but i'll just say this he's not a good person he really is a piece of shit. It was not enjoyable working with him. He put me through more stress than anything, and his behavior inside of the business, outside of the business, is unacceptable. But that's all I'm going to say about it. And my immediate thought is, Man, they are that angle over. they are trying so hard. They are so desperately trying to yes. get you to believe that he, this is real. We haven't talked about him in a month, and everybody's shooting on him and giving him a hard time. Yes, to the uh, Jake, to the point. Jake it's Roberts exhausting. He was a horrible person. Yeah, it's a lot. And I mean, if AEW is guilty of something on the regular, it is taking things uh, way too far before finally doing something with it. That whole right. Julia Black or uh, Julia Hart joining the House of Black and turning on the Varsity Blondes—that's to me is the perfect example. It was a cool angle. The end of it has been done really well now that she's working with them and the whole turnover and all that. But that motherfucker lasted like eight months. Please, her eye took like eight <laughs> months. Please. To completely just like infect her brain. I don't know. Please change her name now to Julia Blackheart. Please. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Blackheart yeah. is such a good fuck. I mean, Owen Hart used it. It really is. And it worked yep. for him. Let Julia yeah. do it. That's great. All right. Last like thing it. we're going to get out of here. So this is Paige's last week of WWE. And I just wanted yeah. to say this about it. Um, I thought Paige was a great talent from day one. She was so good. So good yeah. in the ring. Um, she had this look, she had this style, she was fantastic. And what I want to it say was about so it so different from yes. what everyone else was doing. And they were just coming off the era of like Braun Panties, panties yeah, and like all yeah. that dumb shit. So it was nice to see <laughs> when they started, you know, finally taking it seriously that they really had a good crop of people who were there to help support that too. Right. Between her and AJ, and then ultimately, eventually, anyway, the Bellas, yeah, um, a whole roster of people, Italia, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. And she, you know, she comes from a wrestling lineage. She actually, there's a pretty good movie right. called Wrestling with My Family, which is worth checking out. Fighting uh, with My Family. Fighting with My Family. Yeah, with uh, Nick Frost, I believe. And Yeah, uh, it's, it's better than you would think. The Rocks Company uh, <laughs> produced the Seven Bucks Productions. Um, he's in it. Uh, what's her name? Florence Pugh, who you know now as, as um, ah, damn it. The Black uh, Widow. Belova, the, new the new Black, Black Widow. Widow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she plays, she plays Paige. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Weirdly, Zelina uh, Vega. May not know. Yeah, Zelina yeah. Vega plays AJ. Yeah, <laughs> they don't look a thing alike except not they're both all. like five feet tall. Yes, uh, and, and good that's wrestlers. It. Yeah, yes. But Paige was fantastic, and what I wanted to speak on mostly was just what I feel bad about is Paige's legacy, and maybe not in WWE, but just in her career in general, is one her tumultuous relationship with Alberto Del Rio, which was a shame yeah. that she suffered at, at that, and of course the infamous oh. sex tapes, and that. I still hate the fucking fact that whenever anything is posted about Paige, the first thing that these fucking knuckle dragging idiots post is about is either a sexual reference or making fun of it or something like that. Yeah. This was a girl who was in her early twenties that was taken advantage of by somebody and then exploited. And it's not something to joke about. It's absolutely disgusting that this is her legacy after everything she accomplished and went through that people still bring that shit up. And it, it's, it's not funny. It does. It's, it's not cute. It's not cute when they make Xavier Woods jokes. It's, it's not. No. And you're a fucking Neanderthal if you think it is. And that's all I wanted to say. I just I get so pissed off that for someone that achieves so much at such a young age, this is what will follow her for the rest of her life, and it's stupid. Yeah. Well, I've already seen the, uh, you know, part of the thing that she mentions in her, she wrote kind of like an open letter for, for her, you know, leaving WWE. Uh, and for the record, I mean, she has said before she didn't want to leave. It's right. just they, they didn't have anything else for her. She's been sitting on the shelf for a long time now doing yeah. a lot of PR and, and the kind of stuff that like Titus O'Neil does. And that's all well and good, but it just that had to come to an end eventually. They had nothing to do to get her back on screen. Um, they couldn't come to any agreements on that. And so she's on her way out. She says in the letter, this is the last week that I am Paige. I am Soraya. <laughs> you will not know me as Paige again after this. Um, and I've already seen the, all right, well, get ready. Soraya is all elite. Like it's coming. <laughs> I, I said it before with some other stuff, and, and, and I mean it in a different way, and I'll explain why, but I genuinely hope, at least for now, that is not the case. Right. Because I think she needs to at least get away from wrestling in general for a while. She's got a lot of other talents. Uh, she runs like a fashion line, if I remember correctly. She's big on Twitch. Uh, yeah, doing a ton of stuff there. Even if it's if it's wrestling, like going back to you know her, her family, um, the Knight family, like, like wrestling – uh, group and I cannot for the life of me think of the name of their promotion uh, but you know they're, they've been running that in England for the longest time even if she just kind of went back to her roots and working with them working behind the scenes whatever she's doing there do that for a while let this other stuff hopefully like you said these Neanderthal like idiots will let this stuff go and eventually just kind of let it slip away yeah. and then when she comes back and gets involved in something even though it probably won't be WWE again um, start fresh you know this is this is somebody who had another miraculous recovery in the same line as Edge and Daniel Bryan, Paige, Soraya, whatever you want to call her, deserves to be in the same echelon as them coming back from these horrible injuries, these neck injuries, and being able to get in the ring and go again. Because last I heard, I mean, she she was cleared to, to wrestle again. It's a real shame that those other two people got that chance somewhere, whether it's WWE or otherwise, and, and she still really hasn't. Every time they brought her back, it was in a managerial role. And she was good at that. Yeah, but they didn't give her anything to work with because they never do when they bring you back for that. See also Kurt Angle, Mick Foley, Daniel Bryan, <laughs> Shane McMahon, all of them, um, which as a side note is always frustrating to me. I think that wrestling does better when you have some kind of authority figure. I think William Regal is a good example of that. Uh, but at the when same right. time, it's got to be done right. And, yeah. and, and, and it really is. It can't be that hard. It cannot be that hard because it has been done right. It's just nowadays they don't give them anything to do because they're not wrestlers and therefore they don't matter anyway point being um i really i wish the best of luck and Same. i hope that 
that good things are coming, whether they're in the wrestling industry or otherwise, and that this other stuff eventually just goes the way of, of being forgotten. Because yes. like you said, none of that falls on her. No. All of this stuff was stuff that was put upon her or taken from her. Right. Um, it's, it's, I, Alberto Del Rio is a scummy piece of shit, and I always kind of thought that from the moment that we started hearing bad things about him anyway, but then it proved to be true. I, uh, and I hate that she gets wrapped up in that so often. And I used to be one of these people that, you know, if you had caught me in my early 20s, it's the reason I check my Facebook memories every day to delete all the dumb shit that I said when I was young, because I would have also made fun of Paige. I would have made fun of the sex tape. I would have done that. But as an adult and someone that grew the fuck up and is more mature, uh, it's it's sad that this is something that is going to haunt her forever. It's sad that, that basically intimate moments between a couple of someone's personal fucking life was thrown on the internet for everyone to see, and now it will always be on the internet for people to see. When Paige, if she ever has children, it will be on the internet, and someone will definitely send it to her kids. Yeah. And that is absolutely awful that someone can't just live their goddamn life. So yeah. I really hope Paige has a good life. I wish her the best. And I hope God. she does return to wrestling at some point. And I you think she's great. She would have been a really great addition to anything done with, with the Riot Squad or... If you were go- if you're going to keep her in a managerial role, and they were going to keep Liv and Rhea Ripley together, boy, what a combination that, that would have been, been! Hell of a team the there. Two of them as a yeah. team with her kind of running, you know, interference on the outside. That would have been awesome. Yeah, she she brought ah, a, a whole vibe, man. Paige was a whole yeah. vibe, and she inspired yes. so many people. Um, yep. So yeah, so best of luck to her, and that's going to do it for us here tonight. Um, yep. We will be back tomorrow with an all new After Dark. It's going to be a lot of fun. Lindsay's going to have a top five for us, and we're going to have new cats, two new kittens live oh, on the show shit. tomorrow. One on Lindsay's <laughs> camera, one on my camera. It's going to be a lot just of fun. Hold them up. We're just going to hold them up. <laughs> two brand new cats on the show. That's the show. That's the show. <laughs> it's just the cats meowing. Um, and, then, and then on Friday, uh, the horses are going to run late again, but that's fine. Late horses are the best horses. So stay tuned for it. We got a late horse we gotta... with David Letter Horse. <laughs> <laughs> and now Paul. Oats. I don't know. Stallion. All right, Paul. St- Paul Stallion. Oh my God. Well, you know what you have to do now. All right. Yeah, I'm on it, guys. We'll see you tomorrow for an all new After Dark. Until then, take care of yourselves. We love you. Keep watching wrestling. It's great most of the time. Until then, Hunter, please take us out, sir. One more time for Paige. This is my house. Later. <laughs>